Before we get started with this episode, I've got a quick question for you. Why should a couple book you instead of any of your competitors? Now, I know that may sound harsh, but it's a question you need to answer in your marketing if you want to stand out and book more weddings. After all, if couples don't know why you're the perfect fit for them, they'll compare you to your competitors, and that usually results in them comparing you based on price. Clearly, standing out is the solution to ghosting, price shopping, losing perfect clients to your competitors, hearing things like, we went in another direction all the time, your very understandable frustration, and feeling like you can't raise your prices, as well as so many other problems that plague wedding pros. That's why the totally free Stand Out and Get Booked Challenge is all about making sure you stand out from your competition so couples know within five seconds if you are the perfect fit for them or not. Because really, that's all the time you've got to stand out if you want to get booked. The challenge is happening the week of May 20th. So go grab your free ticket over at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash challenge. And I'll see you there. This is the Evolve Your Wedding Business Podcast, episode number 159. In a world where wedding professionals are struggling to market and grow their businesses. One podcast brings together top experts and actionable strategies to help you build the wedding business of your dreams. This is the Evolve Your Wedding Business Podcast. Here is your host, Heidi Thompson. Well, hey there, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Thompson, and I help wedding professionals just like you grow their businesses without going crazy in the process. And today, I want to talk to you about something that comes up a lot in our industry, market saturation. So we probably have heard this all the time. I'm sure you have. I've heard it a million times. The market is so saturated. It's so hard to stand out. There's so much competition. And you may have felt this way too. But I want to give you some solutions to that today. Because a saturated market isn't really a problem. It just requires us to dig a little bit deeper and have some more sophistication to our marketing. Now, If you are in a saturated market of any kind, you can't just be just a venue or just a planner or just a photographer. What you really need to do is make yourself the go-to person for someone. And this is what I teach in my Clone Your Best Clients process. And if you want to learn more about this process, if you want to learn more about how I teach people to make marketing easier for themselves and more effective, you definitely want to sign up for the waitlist for an upcoming training that I'm hosting, totally free, at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash tell me. So this process is a little bit different than your typical ideal client process. A lot of people will tell you that you need to create an ideal client avatar. 
And I don't find that super helpful. I want everything I teach you to be helpful and actionable and to move you forward. And an avatar doesn't really do that. It doesn't tell you what you need to do. And you can't ask it questions. So what I want you to think about instead is of all of the people that you've worked with, who have been your favorite? Who are the ones that you wish you could clone and work with over and over and over again? Got those people in mind? Go ahead and write them down. Because these are the people that we want to attract more of. And the way I teach this and the way my clients go about it is to actually interview your best clients and ask them questions. And some of those really key questions are things like, of course, you know, how did you find me? Why did you decide to work with me? Those why questions provide a lot of insight. Why did you decide to work with me instead of another photographer? What made you decide on that? That can yield some very, very interesting results. And a question I really like, my one of my favorites among all of the questions that you know I provide for my clients to ask is if you were referring me to a friend, what would you say? Because that is going to get them thinking about what they loved about working with you. And when you think about, you know, when you have a friend who is in need of a product or service and there's something you really love and you get really excited and share with them, that's the kind of reaction we want to capture so that you can understand how you're different in their eyes. Because it is helpful to think about what you think, say, see in the industry what you do differently. But it's not super obvious to us because we are who we are, right? So the way that we think and the way that we approach things, we don't think is anything other than the norm. But the way people see you and the things that they rave about likely have to do with who you are and how you approach things. And this is super helpful at getting to the root of that because it's hard for us to see. So ask your best clients why they chose you. Ask them what they loved about working with you and ask them what they would say if they were referring you to a friend. And tell them, like, look, let's call her Sarah. Look, Sarah, if I could work with you over and over and over again, I'd be the happiest photographer in the world. Unfortunately, I can't. So I have to find more Sarah's out there. So I'd love to ask you some questions. That kind of genuine flattery, because you do want to work with more of her, more people just like her, is going to help you get a response from them. And I don't particularly care how you do this. I personally prefer and I think it's great if you can have a conversation with someone because we don't censor and edit ourselves as much when we're speaking as we do when we're writing. But if it's going to work better for you to get this information through an email or through a survey, do whatever it takes to get this information because this is going to give you insight on how your clients see you. And it's really, really hard to know that without asking. 
You can think about, though, what is it that people compliment you on? Because if someone is complimenting you on something specific, it usually means that this really stands out to them. This is something that they haven't gotten from other places. So I want you to really think about who it is that you want to become the go-to person for instead of being just another stationer, just another florist. Let's put you in a category of one so that there's everybody else in your category and then there's you because you specialize. You are the best choice for your person that you want to become the go-to person for. And this is really interesting because when you do this, when you look at structuring your business around the people you want to be the go-to person for, you're going to get those people. You're going to get people who are kind of like them. They're going to be related, but not exact. And those people are going to come to you and be perfectly happy to spend more money to work with you than they would if you put yourself in the category of just another wedding planner or just another wedding officiant. And when you really dig into this, you might realize, like a client of mine who you've heard on the podcast, Liz, that you don't have as much competition as you think. Because what happened for Liz who is a wedding officiant, is she started really digging into this and talking to some of her best clients and looking at who she wanted to be the go-to person for because it was there. It was just amplifying it more so that, you know, she was the beacon on the hill for her people. And she realized that by doing that, all of the people that she thought were her competitors weren't. Sure, they are wedding officiants, but they are targeting a completely different type of person. The kind of person that Liz was targeting is very drawn to the way Liz is open and does interfaith weddings and is just, you know, totally wears her heart on her sleeve and has her values out there. That's really important to these people. And even though a lot of who she thought were her competitors are like a quarter of the price, they didn't want to work with them. Because even though they're cheaper, you're not getting the same result. You know, we can, you can buy a super cheap wedding dress, but is it the dress you really, really want? Is it the experience you really, really want to have? If not, then you're just wasting your money you aren't actually saving any money. So Liz realized that she had put herself in a category of one, which is exactly where you want to be. Whether, honestly, whether you're in a saturated market or not, you don't want to be a generalist because then you just blend in with everybody else. You aren't the go-to person for anyone. So the point of comparison becomes price. So instead of making this an apples to apples comparison, you can elevate your business into a category of one by making yourself a go-to person for someone. 
That could be anyone. Think about who these people are that you have really enjoyed working with. You know, do you want to be the go-to photographer for brides with tattoos that don't want to hide it in the Tacoma area? You know, it could be anything. But what's really important is that you position your business and all of your marketing around putting yourself in a category of one instead of staying in this kind of catch-all category where you're having to try to compete on the basis of price. Nobody wants to be in that position. So let me ask you this, because a lot of the things that people love about us are kind of esoteric. So to give you some ideas here, I want you to think about why you listen to this podcast and write it down. And I want you to think about what is it that you get value from and why? And what would you say to someone if you were telling someone that they should listen to this podcast? You can do this exercise for other brands too. What would you say about, you know, your favorite clothing brand? if you're recommending them, this is going to help you start to recognize these subtle things that set businesses apart. And oftentimes it's our process. It's the way we do things. It's the way we think. It's the way we come across. It's the way we communicate. It's our style. But the way that you can make this more concrete is, I just said that really weird. I've never said it like that before. Hmm. That was interesting. The way you can make this more concrete (laughs) is by really putting yourself in a category of one. Now, when you do that, you absolutely want to make sure that you are making yourself the go-to person for people that you actually want to work with. Don't do this where you think, oh, not enough people are going to come to me if I make it who I really want to work with. So I'll make it this person I hate, but hopefully I'll still get business. Because guess what? You are going to become that shining beacon on the hill for the person you hate. And you are going to make running your business an absolute nightmare. And we don't want that. So I don't want you to worry that there aren't enough people. Because even if someone doesn't fit your exact match for your ideal client, for that person you want to be the go-to person for, they will also be attracted to you if they overlap in any way. So for instance, there's a wedding planner I worked with, and she specializes in weddings for couples where the couple or one member of the couple is first generation Mexican American and they they aren't Mexican, they aren't American, they're both, right? So we want to incorporate that into the wedding. They grew up in the states, so they are going to have a modern US style wedding, but their family and their culture is also super important to them. So they want to bring that element in. Now, I am telling you, when I first met this wedding planner and I saw what she was doing, this white girl totally would have hired her if I was in her area and if I was in need of a wedding planner. Because I love Mexican culture. 
I'm not Mexican by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm not her exact ideal client, but I still really like her style. I really like her approach. I like the aesthetic that she incorporates. It's absolutely beautiful. So even though I'm not her perfect ideal client, I'm still very attracted to that. So you can think about this as kind of a a dartboard. And that couple I described to you is the bullseye. And I'm out here on the outer rings, but I still want to hire her. I still want to work with her. And sure, maybe she doesn't, you know, showcase me in her portfolio because I'm not exactly the kind of person she's trying to attract, but that doesn't mean that she can't work with me. So every, I want to tell you every single person that I've worked with that has gone through this process has wished that they did it sooner. And yes, they were nervous about narrowing down, but every single time it has helped them attract more clients because they become the go-to person. They take themselves out of the pool of everyone that does what they do, and they become the only choice if you are a specific type of person or like a specific type of style. So I want you to think about this, and I would love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm Evolve Your Wedding Business. I'm totally serious. I want to hear from you about this, and it'll help you take action as well. What do you think this is for you? Who do you think you want to be the go-to person for? And, you know, you can just share that with me, even if you're a little scared to position your entire business around the kind of person, that's totally fine. You'll get there. But the important thing is, is to realize that you can lift yourself out of the pool of everybody and you can specialize And so you can become the go-to for people who really want that. And the more you think about this, the more you're going to see it all around you, right? So we have, we have places like Amazon. We have, you know, Walmart. These are like the everything store. Does that mean that other stores can't sell books? Does that mean other stores can't sell clothes? No, of course not. They just have to be more specific. The niche independent bookstore market is thriving right now. And it seems like it wouldn't, but it's catering to a different person. Same with, you know, designer dresses. Just because Walmart sells dresses doesn't mean that everyone is going to go there. It's Sure, it's the everything store, but it's not everything for all people. So you can lift yourself out of that everything category for whatever it is that you do, whether you're a videographer or a planner or an officiant, and really become the go-to person, the go-to brand for whoever that person is that you really want to serve. This is going to have such a profound impact on your business. Like I said, you're going to wish you did it sooner. So shoot me a DM. Let me know who is it that you want to be the go-to person for. 
And I am so excited to hear from you. And like I said, I've got that upcoming training coming up. That'll be in February. And you can get on the list to be notified about that at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash tell me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I will speak to you again very soon.